Hey guys, this is Rocky, and you're listening to the God Loves Miami podcast. I want to welcome you to today's episode, and I also want to encourage you to follow us on social media at God Loves Miami on Instagram and Facebook so that you can find out all that we are about and what God is calling us to do in our city. And now here's Pastor Mark. Hey guys, this is Mark, and thank you for tuning in to God Loves Miami YouTube and podcast. I am so excited about the topic that I'm going to be talking about today, and it is on fear. I think all of us, we're scared of something, and we've all had scary moments in our life, but sometimes fear stops us from doing what God wants us to do. And today I want to show you how you can overcome fear in your life. See, this week my daughter Stella, she had a talent show, and she actually signed up for the talent show, all on her own. She's in second grade. She's seven years old. And you can just imagine, as parents, how proud my wife and I were of Stella for signing up for the talent show and and, uh, rehearsing hours and hours and hours for the talent show. She sang the song from The Greatest Showman, A Million Dreams. I mean, she looked and sounded so beautiful. Um, You know, leading up to this moment, my wife curled her hair, bought her shoes, bought her a beautiful dress to perform in. The kids were so good that uh, the talent show director moved them to the beginning of the show so they can open the night up. And so the moment of truth comes this week and my wife is taking pictures. I'm videotaping the entire performance and, 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 and Stella's moment to shine comes. The song's playing. And I know the part because I've heard her practice it so many times and she doesn't sing. And she starts looking around and she's looking at the sound guy and I'm looking at the sound guy. And of course, I'm trying to blame the sound guy because it can't be my little girl's fault that she's not singing. It's got to be the sound guy. And then finally, the chorus comes along and Stella starts singing the chorus, but missed the entire verse. And I felt so bad for her. But then I just convinced myself it had to have been the sound guy. So after the show, you know, they give out the awards. The poor little girls don't get anything. And, and the truth is they were the best performance. Not because she was my daughter. They, they, they sounded great for the elementary uh, group. Um, and I walked up to her and I said, baby, you're a winner. You were so amazing. You look so beautiful and you sang so awesome. And, and I said, what happened? Why, why didn't you sing your part? And she said, well, the song didn't sound the same like when... When, uh, when we practiced it, I think that the sound guy played a different track. And I'm like, I knew it. It couldn't have been you. It had to have been the sound guy. And, and then I, I took her to the car and I said, she loves sweets. And I'm like, we're going to go get ice cream from your favorite ice cream shop right down the street from the house. And so we stopped and I got her this giant ice cream at like 930 at night, which never happens. And, and then I tuck her into bed. I give her a kiss. I remind her how awesome and special and beautiful she is. And she goes to bed. I go to bed. Wake up the next day. And, you know, I'm rushing to get the kids ready for school because I got to get ready for work. And, and we're in the car. We're driving to school. And she's like, Papi, I need to tell you something. I'm like, sure, baby. What's up? And she's like, it was my fault. And I'm like, oh, no. What did you do? Did you break something? Did you do something to your brothers? Like, what did you do? And she goes, no, Papi, it was my fault last night. And I said, what? She goes, it wasn't a sound guy. I was scared. I was so scared that the words wouldn't come out of my mouth. And I was looking at all of you and I was looking at mommy with the phone and I was looking at you with the phone. And and I just couldn't remember the words because I was so scared. I was so afraid. You see, we've all had moments in our life when we've been scared. All of us are actually scared of something. And I Googled what are some of the things that people are most scared about 
And here's what Google told me, and Google has to be right. It said people are, one of the things that they're most scared of are spiders. People are scared of heights. People are scared of closed spaces, and, and, and that's me. And you can watch a, an episode where I talk about being stuck in a, in a closed spot. Um, people are scared of snakes. Indiana Jones is scared of snakes. Water. People are scared of storms. People are scared of crowds. See, there's something that you're probably scared of, and you'll probably be scared of it for the rest of your life. And you can go on life pretty well being scared of that thing. But there's other things other fears that freeze you and paralyze you just like Stella on that stage she had been preparing all school year for this moment and the music was playing and the cameras were rolling and everybody was ready to receive what she was going to deliver and she couldn't because fear paralyzed her So many of us live our lives in the very same way. We're scared to take a step of faith. We're scared to believe that God wants us to do something. We're scared of a person or a thing or of our past or what someone has said to us. And fear is paralyzing us in this very moment. You see, fear can be so overwhelming Fear can cause us to doubt the promises of God upon our life. Fear can paralyze us from believing in God and stepping out in faith. You see, the devil loves a fearful Christian. Fear is one of the enemy's number one tool. See, it reminds me of the time that the disciples are on a boat in the Sea of Galilee, and this storm breaks out. And these guys think that they're about to die. I mean, they're, 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 they're praying for their lives, and they're, oh my gosh, it's over. And they're probably repenting of all of their sins. And then all of a sudden, they see something on the waters, and they start screaming, it's a ghost, it's a ghost. And in Matthew 14, 27, Jesus says to them, don't be afraid. He said, take courage, because I am. I'm here in the midst of their fear, in the midst of their moment of death. Jesus shows up and says, take courage because I am here. See, and I'm not blown away by the fact that Jesus was walking on water and that's what they saw and for a moment thought that it was a ghost. I'm blown away by the fact that the disciples were freaking out. You see, in Matthew 14, these guys had been with Jesus for a while now. All right, 14 chapters into this gospel. So they've been with Jesus for a while. They've seen Jesus heal lepers. They, they've, they've seen Jesus heal blind people. In, in chapter 8 of the very same book, the disciples were in a storm in the very same body of water in the Sea of Galilee. They're with Jesus. There's a storm. Jesus is asleep in the boat. And the Bible tells us that Jesus gets up and he calms a storm. And here they are in the very same boat. His disciples, the guys that are supposed to be imitating him, following him every single day, they think they're going to die because there's a storm in the same sea where Jesus had calmed before. And they think that he's a ghost when they see him and not that it is him. So they're on this boat that he tells them to get on moments earlier just a little bit more so you can see what is actually freaking me out about this entire story they're with jesus and um there's a bunch of hungry people and jesus with five pieces of bread and and two fish he multiplies it and he feeds 
5,000 men. Historians and Bible scholars tell us it's more like 15,000 people because they were just counting 5,000 men, but their wives were there and their kids were there. So there was almost 15,000 or maybe even more. These 12 guys are there. They pass out the food. They collect the leftovers. Jesus tells them to get on the boat. There's a storm and they think they're going to die. Then their Savior is coming to the rescue and they think that he is a ghost. You see, in the same thing that happens to them, they had lost all hope when they saw the storm, when the water was coming in the boat, when their boat was being rocked. Is your boat being rocked today? Is there something happening in your life that's rocking your boat literally? Just like the disciples, the guys that we look up to, the guys that some people call St. Mark, St. Paul, St. John, these guys in a boat freaking out after seeing one of Jesus' greatest miracles now see Jesus And they think he's a ghost. And he says, fear not, for it is I. See, sometimes we forget the God whom we serve. We forget the times that he has rescued us. We forget about how many times Jesus has brought peace into our life in the middle of a storm. When we least deserved it, when we least expected it, Jesus showed up and brought us peace. Yet a trial comes, a problem comes, a sickness comes, and we forget who we serve. And if he did it once, he's going to do it again. In Romans chapter 8, verse 31, it says this. It says, what then shall we say of these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies Who is he who condemns that is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us? You see, when you're full of fear in your life, when you've lost all hope, I want you to remember what we just read here, that God is for you. In your darkest moments, in the darkest moments of life, Remember that God is for you in your most uncertain moments in your life. Remember, God is for me. God is for you. God wants to use you. God, he wants to forgive you of your mistakes. Many times we're living in this misery and we're living in this fear because we think God could never forgive me. Can I tell you something? He's already forgiven you. When Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago, he died for that sin that you're scared of of letting out, of letting go of, of confessing. He already knows. Receive his forgiveness today. God has amazing things in store for you and he's ready to bless you. He's ready to like open these doors of blessings. He's ready to shower you with his favor and his grace. If you would just let him Don't be anxious. See, anxiety is closing that door that's keeping God's blessings from your life. Yeah, you're probably saying, but I don't deserve it. That's true. You don't deserve it, but he wants to give it to you. But you need to receive it. You see, the reason we don't do this is because we're believing a lie. Satan is lying to you and telling you that you're not good enough. Maybe someone told you once in your life that you weren't good enough. For whatever the purpose is, I want you to know something. You are good enough. You are worth 
Jesus giving his life for you. That's how important and precious you are in his sight. So if God is for you, who can be against you? Or put it another way, if God is on your side, what do you have to worry about? God is on your side. You have nothing to worry about. It's like going to the park when you're a kid and you're there with your big brother and you have nothing to fear. See, I know all about this and not because I had a big brother, because I didn't have a big brother. And I remember going to the park and being picked on because I was all by myself and I was different. And maybe I wasn't as, as athletic as some of the other kids. And, and I remember wishing, I wish I had a big brother. You guys don't have to worry about that. Because Jesus is on your side. Jesus is with you. There is no place that you can go without Jesus being there. Yet, we don't recognize him sometimes. And he is right there, ready to calm the storm. Ready to, ready to get in the boat with us. Ready to navigate us out of the crazy waters that we're in, ready to speak into the storm and say, be calm, fear not, for I am here. I love verse 34 that says, who is he who condemns? Who is he who condemns? I want to tell you who's the one that condemns you and puts these thoughts in your head that you're not good enough and that you deserve what you're living through right now in your life. It's the devil. The devil is the one who condemns. The devil is our enemy. And if I was, if I was translating this verse in, in my Miami way of speaking, and, and I'm going to say Christian Miami because if it wasn't Christian, there'd probably be a couple expletives in there. But this is how I would translate this verse to you today. Who the heck does the devil think he is to condemn you and to condemn me. And that, that's what you, when those thoughts come into your head, who do you think you are? I am a child of God. I have been bought with a price. Jesus is for me. God is for me. And if God is for me, who can be against me? See, a lot of people think that the devil is God's equal nemesis, that the devil's on the same playing field as God. The devil's been defeated he is a loser and he's just trying to entertain us. He's trying to keep us in this state of misery and anxiety and just, you know, being like, ah, whatever, this is what life is like. And uh, no, that's not the life that God has for you. The devil is a liar. For 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen says this, and no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. He puts on a mask. He's a pretender. He is a faker. He is a fraud. Romans eight thirty five says this, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril of sword? Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Remember that. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Nothing can separate you from his. Whatever it is that you're going through right now, whatever it is that you're scared of, whatever it is that you're uncertain of right now in your life, I want you to know that God's with you and nothing can separate you from his love. And the Bible teaches us that perfect love conquers fear. And who's more perfect than God? And God is love and God is for you. And all you got to do is embrace and receive the love of God and live in victory today in your life. See, another thing that this teaches us is that you are more than a conqueror. 
you are more than a conqueror. This week, not only was Stella in the talent show, but I had the privilege of meeting an amazing, amazing woman. Her name is Claressa Shields. She is the number one female boxer in the world. Two gold medals, holds three titles right now. I mean, this girl is amazing. Young girl, 23 years old, and I was sitting in a room with her. I took a picture with her. I was talking with her for about two hours. She also loves the Lord. And um, I was sitting with a champion. I was sitting with a girl that when she walks in the room, people are scared. Not just other girls, other guys. She talked to us about the times that she would beat guys and spars as, as she's preparing and training for uh, her championships. I mean, this girl is amazing. And I was sitting with a champion with a winner, with gold medals and a bunch of belts and championships and knockouts. I mean, she's only lost once. That's how amazing she is. Jesus is more than a conqueror. She's a conqueror and there's a bunch of conquerors. There's a bunch of people that we look up to that are champs. And Jesus is more than that. He's more than the most successful person that you could ever think about. Those people you look up to, Jesus says that he makes us more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors because we have Christ Jesus. So I want you to remember that. I want you to remember that nothing can separate you from the love of God, that you are more than a conqueror. And and the next thing I want you to know is that you need to trust God. Trust God in your moment of anxiety. Trust God in that moment when the music's playing and it's your time to shine. It's your time to fulfill your destiny and your purpose in life and know that Jesus is by your side, that God is by your side. And if God is for you, who could be against you? And take that step of faith, make that decision, make that phone call, step up and apply for that job, apply for that class in school, whatever it is, do it in Jesus. Ask that girl out. I mean, how long are you going to be single for? I'm, you know, tell your wife, hey, you know, let's go on that vacation. You know, make that decision that you're scared of doing. Have that conversation with your boss. Have that conversation with your neighbor, whoever it is. Maybe, you know what? Right now, God's asking you to invite someone to church. God's putting it in your heart to share the gospel with someone. Share his story, what he's done in your life with someone else. And we're scared. And you've been created to share his story with the people that are around you. Many times we're paralyzed from sharing the good news of God because of fear. And Satan is laughing at us. Don't let him laugh at you anymore. You're more than a conqueror. You've been created for a purpose. God has a purpose for your life. Fulfill it today in Jesus' name. God bless you guys. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this day. I thank you for the victory that we have in Jesus. I thank you that because of you, we can face our fears. Because of you, we don't need to be afraid of of the things that are happening in our life. Because of you, we don't need to be paralyzed on stage as the music is playing, as life is going by, because you're by our side. You will never leave us. You will never forsake us. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there's just a couple things I'd love for you to do. Number one, subscribe. That way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed waiting for you, ready when you are. And secondly, if this podcast has ministered to you and you would like to help us continue reaching people that need to be inspired by the Word of God, please consider making a donation at GodLovesMiami.com. That's GodLovesMiami.com. And we'll see you next time on the God Loves Miami podcast.